Well, there's a policy series of papers out from the Manitoba-based Frontier Center for Public Policy uh, focusing on a number of Saskatchewan issues. And a new paper out by Gerard Lassitian uh, is called Balancing Elephants, Saskatchewan's Return on Investment in Saskferco. Now, you will remember Saskferco, which was a fertilizer company, uh, in part supported by the Saskatchewan government, which put about $69 million into this uh, back in the mid-1980s. The paper explores the Saskatchewan economy of the 70s and earlier, our resource-based economy, and why and how this Sask-Furco decision that was made by the divine government of the day ended up bearing the fruit it did. And the paper argues that it had a significant return to the Saskatchewan people. Uh, Gerard Lassitian is a senior research fellow at the Frontier Center for Public Policy, and when he's not doing that, is an econ and policy studies prof at Mount Royal University in Calgary, where we find him this morning. Gerard, thanks for taking our call. Thank you very much, John. Uh, tell me about the title. Uh, how, how? Why does balancing elephants become part of the title? <laughs> well, actually, um, uh, the balancing elephants is, is actually going to lend up to be a series. So we'll be doing a, a series of papers on different um, companies that have arisen over time uh, and investigating the return on investments uh, uh, for each of those companies. And so Sasparco is the first of that series. Uh, but Balancing Ele- Elephants uh, really came out because, um, you know, there were some big issues that were going on both locally or domestically and internationally. And to be in power, I guess, at that time, uh, pretty much anywhere around the, the globe, uh, you have to balance these external um, influences as well as your domestic influences. So, so balancing elephants seem to be um, quite appropriate. So, so the Sask-Furco fertilizer plant is one of those ones, depending on how uh, long somebody lived in Saskatchewan or whether they were here in the mid-80s, give us a quick primer. What was this uh, facility and what was the role of the uh, then divine government in that? Well, essentially at the time, uh, the divine government had went out to seek uh, more investment into Saskatchewan. And one of the uh, investment opportunities uh, presented itself in around fertilizer. And so Sasferco arose out of the uh, then divine government uh, approaching Cargill uh, to build a fertilizer plant in Saskatchewan, in, in Regina. And so the... the um, the idea was that uh, the government would put in some, if you will, seed equity uh, and pair up or have a joint venture with experts in uh, in that field and uh, and deliver a product that at that time was in great need, uh, both locally and internationally. So, uh, so they they actually the government, Grant Divine government, actually pursued the deal and, and approached Cargill. Now, there was a. I remember at the time the criticism because many people who were in the political base of the Conservatives didn't like the idea of the government ponying up $68.5 million because they said, you know, government should facilitate investment. They shouldn't be putting money into it. Uh, a number of people on the political left called it a boondoggle and a payout, you know, to, to big business. So I remember at the time the divine government uh, was under a great deal of heat and criticism from, from both sides of the political spectrum. 
Yes, uh, and actually, as you uh, <clears throat> as we went through the research on this particular paper, if you do read me- mainstream media, uh, quite a quite a bit of uh, negative uh, publicity had been written about this about this deal. But one thing that we did notice was that uh, nobody um, that we could find actually sat down and reviewed the 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 investment. Uh, and so that's kind of where we got thinking, well, why don't we crunch the actual numbers uh, and see where the return came back? And lo and behold, the return came back quite phenomenal uh, uh, over time. So um, I think at the time, uh, the criticism, if you, if you go back and you read, reread uh, the coverage at the time, uh, was coming from the fact that at the time in the 80s, uh, there was uh, some economic downturns uh, that had come up, and um, certainly uh, people weren't looking or, or forward-looking, if you will, uh, at the investment and the opportunity uh, that, that there could be uh, to build back up the economic growth. Gerard Lecician is with us, uh, economist, uh, policy studies prof at Mount Royal University, Calgary, and senior research fellow at the Frontier Centre for Public Policy. So the, the government in the mid-80s uh, helps partner with Cargill in this Sask-Ferkel facility. What does the return on that original $68.5 million ultimately turn into for Saskatchewan? Well, ultimately, what we did was we ran a simple return on investment calculation, uh, which is probably the, the same sort of type that most people would on their, uh, on their investments. But essentially put, uh, the return on that investment over a 16-year period was approximately 1,497%, uh, so basically 1,500% return, uh, simple return. Uh, as we were, we looked at also the internal rate of return, which worked out to be about 22.51%. And so over time, um, if you are to uh, calculate even using a discounted rate, um, even at a discounted uh, return on investment, it still uh, far exceeds any sort of invest, investor expectation, especially over a 16-year period. And I guess what we thought or what we came across as being quite remarkable is that despite the economic downturns and the catastrophes of the 1980s, um, this investment decision still was profitable all the way through and um, in the end yielded a a fantastic uh, rate of return for Saskatchewan. So when the the NDP government in the early 2000s ended up selling their interest in it, what did they get for that government stake or that original government investment of $69 Uh, the, the sale price was uh, $1.6 billion, uh, and so Saskatchewan received uh, approximately half of that, so 800, uh, 800 and change million dollars. Wow. Now, in a case like this, is there also a, a, a spin-off or a derivative type of set of investments that, that went into a project like this? Yeah, essentially when um, at, at the very end there where... Um, the, the company which took over from Cargill Mosaic um, decided to sell their portion, their 50%. The reason uh, they were interested in selling it was because they wanted to uh, reinvest more of their dollars, investment dollars, into the Saskatchewan potash sector. Uh, so basically, uh, with their sale proceeds, um, 
plus some additional investment dollars, there was another bump to Saskatchewan potash sector of approximately $3 billion. Uh, so basically, um, you know, the externality from the investment uh, increased even more so uh, back to Saskatchewan residents. Gerard, always great hearing your insight. Thanks for this. And this is this uh, first piece, and this is on Saskatchewan's Sask Ferkel project uh, back in the 80s. So thanks for taking the time this morning. Well, thank you very much, John. Gerard Lassician, Senior Research Fellow, Frontier Centre for Public Policy, and he's a prof at Mount Royal University in Calgary. Uh, FCPP, F for Frank, fcpp.org, is the Frontier Centre on Public Policy's uh, website. They've got this paper posted, and it's one of the uh, continuing policy series. And there's some some neat stuff in here, too, because they go over historically uh, what potash prices look like in Saskatchewan, uh, what uranium production does, agriculture. It's a really good cross-sectional piece on how our economy, our GDP here, uh, ebbs and flows, how it grew, uh, what kind of shape it was in back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, all the way up till 2015. So some good stuff in there if you are a Saskatchewan policy watcher. And many of you I know are. I'm John Gormley.